Hey, welcome. You listen to My Teeth Need Attention. It's been a while since I posted an episode, and I seem to start every episode with that same <laughs> caveat. You know, I have thoughts about making this a regular thing and, you know, other things getting away, so I apologize, but oh well. Um, I have a uh, brand new uh, interview for you today, and I have um, another one in the can and another one I'm doing tonight, so I'm psyched. And they're all somewhat related to each other, um, which is kind of the nature of how I basically think about the podcast and, and not really plan, but uh, just go with the flow. So anyway, uh, today's interview is with Heavenly Bodies, trio out of Philadelphia, Featuring Ashley, Dustin, and Sean. So we're going to get into uh, their past, kind of how they met and stuff like that. Early, early, uh, you know, um, early days. How to get together as this group um, and various plans. And then we bullshit a ton. Because <laughs> all, all four of us kind of do that. So uh, I hope you like where it went. And then uh, coming up, I'm going to have an episode with Emily Robb that I'm editing now. Also a Philadelphia uh, musician. And then I have another one that I'm doing tonight. I won't, I won't mention it just yet. Um, but uh, when I post the Emily episode, you'll find out who that next episode is with. I'm very psyched about that. So uh, as long as everything goes to plans i'll be interviewing uh that person tonight and then posting that in a you know whenever a few weeks probably so uh yeah what you're hearing in the background here is uh, heavenly bodies from their uh, most recent lp what's it called uh universal resurrection of course it's on a uh, petty bunko uh we're listening to side a Part one, I guess it's called. It was part one and part two. Long kind of building jam. So we're going to listen to a chunk of that, and then we're going to get into the interview, and then I'm going to play some other tracks from them uh, afterwards. A uh, piece from White Dwarf, their first LP, and then uh, I'm going to try to, as long as I can figure out my setup here, I'm going to try to play some tracks or some pieces, at least from uh, two cassettes that they put out. Um, before I think they both came out before White Dwarf came out. Pretty sure, and they were uh, just self-released. So, all right, uh, enjoy, and uh, we'll get into the interview after we listen to um, this track, Universal Reservation Part One. Some more. Thanks again. This is my teeth need attention. Uh, you can tell people to uh, check out the podcast and subscribe. It's at my teeth need attention on Instagram, my teeth need attention.com website, and that has the links to the various uh, podcast platforms where you can subscribe. All right, back to the music.
so the name of the podcast is my teeth need attention uh it's a dead sea reference if you're not familiar um i want to welcome uh, ashley dustin and sean to the podcast thanks for uh joining me guys Hi. hello thanks Girls, for having us women people yeah um <laughs> how's uh how's philly doing are you guys all in philly no. right philly now area? right now not we are me and ashley are sean this location undisclosed undisclosed i like it it's like a san hotel diego room or oh, it, oh is, nice. it is a hotel room in san diego <laughs> Uh, did you guys, uh, did you guys, are you from Philly originally? No, we are from uh, Pittsgrove Township, New Jersey, Salem, Salem County. Where's that? It is, uh, <laughs> it is literally in the, it's like the Delaware River side of the state, uh, of the southern part of the state. It's, oh. Uh, it's the bulbous. Uh, South bar- of the Gap? Yeah, it's 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 the bulbous. Well, it's um, it's south of Philly. I mean, it's southeast of yeah. Philly. So. Oh, it's oh, it's oh, geez, it way south of the gap then. Yeah, yeah. I grew up. I grew up in Scranton. Oh, okay. So well, with yeah. with Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. He lived down the street from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we a lot of people say when you say like, oh no, we're from really really South Jersey, they think you're telling you like, oh, towards the shore. We're on the opposite side of the state from right. the shore, but just as south. Right. So we got the river, like almost Delaware, basically. Yeah. Yes. yes. Totally. Right. Very much. It's where we would go to buy cigarettes. Wait, yeah. All three of you grew up there. Yep. Yep. Yes. So you've known each other since growing up in high school and stuff, or since uh, 1995. Yeah, since 1995, probably uh, you know, I think grade school, grade school and high school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So S- summer start... of 95. There you go. Summer so what was that? Uh, great. What middle school? You're saying? I don't know how uh, old you guys are. I was I was in fourth grade. Sean yeah. was in sixth grade, and Ashley was in eighth grade. Oh, so you know, yeah, I didn't get to ride the bus with them. <laughs> needless, needless. Yes, yes, you did, just not that year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, for like, yeah, but you know, not all together. There was never a point in time where we right. all no, rode not, the school no, bus not together. All together. That's right. Because you know, we got we're going into into high school, going into junior high. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I skipped. I skipped a lot of school too, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Between there was a big gap. I'm the I'm the last of four kids. I was like a mistake six years after the next closest sibling. So, oh, right. I never rode any school buses with anybody. We didn't actually have school buses in my town. So, oh, we we had them one year for some reason. Well, you didn't miss anything. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Weird story. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have trash pickup in our town, so you had to go to the dump. You still do. You still do. It's, it's true. You really? Yeah. Our yeah. dad. Our dad still goes to the dump, picks up our grandmother's trash, goes to the dump. My I, parents pay for waste management come to come to their house, which I think is ridiculous. I mean, it's not ridiculous, but I mean, they're like the one person on the on the street that has trash pickup. So I don't know. A big truck comes and gets like yes, it gets one yeah. one thing. <laughs> of, yeah, on that entire street. So I don't know how that. We had our, so I'm in one of the suburbs of Rochester. So like the city has their own, you know, garbage company, like the dudes that work for the city. Then all the towns, you know, had their own or like they have contracts with waste management. 
And uh, my wife's uh, grandmother didn't want to pay for hers years ago. So she would grab the garbage and bring it to our apartment. <laughs> her, her car, like once a week, there'd be, a, you know, and it was grandmother. So it was like a half a bag of garbage. That's, like, um, that's a good, that's a good uh, life hack right there. Yeah. And she would, yeah, it would be in the trunk of her car and her car would kind of smell like, you know, garbage and then throw it in the garbage can. Yeah. We're going to miss out on all of the discarded electronics and bicycles. Yeah. I mean, there's other cool shit that, you know, that, that happens on like, trash day. Yeah, like, yeah. At the dump. Oh. At the dump. Oh, at the dump. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's crazy there. No, it's true. Yeah. Think Biner, uh, uh, Jason, you know, the guitar player in Pengo. Yeah. He, uh, he works for a medical, uh, medical supply, like delivery company, kind of rental company. I don't know what the hell it is. He's complaining about it all the time, but he does that. And he drives every once in a while. He has to go to, I think the scrapyard to drop off stuff. And he's always finding all this cool stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. These guys have these little uh, bobcats that they go around the scrapyard in, and they attach all these neat things that they find, like toys and stuff, to the to the bobcat. So they're like <laughs> these little weird junk mobiles, you know. Like I would, I, that would be a, I, that's a like great, a, right? my dream job, probably <laughs> sifting sifting through garbage. I, I think he's hiring. So if you want to move to Rochester, you could work for Finkbeiner. You know, everything's everything's up in the air right now. So. <laughs> So did you guys uh did you guys start playing together like music wise back in school like middle school or high school or something? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well well uh, Dustin and I did. Yeah. Yeah, me and him me and him started playing. Uh it's funny uh just today I was um where we used to practice at least at at our grandmother's house. Um I just redid the the bottom 16 inches of the drywall because they turned it into a bathroom and a, and a powder room. And uh, you can imagine In how the basement. Big it, yes. Yes. You can imagine how big uh, it was. And, uh, and Sean can imagine how big it was. Well, Joe's never been there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can imagine it. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, it's a very, visualize very, it. yeah, have a very small yeah. room uh, that they turn into a bathroom and like a, and a powder room. And, whatnot. and, um, and yeah, I was actually just there again. And I, and I had to tell my dad, I was like, no, man, I said, what are you talking about? We used to fit all the equipment in what is now the bathroom because they put like a like a doorway in. So it separated the two rooms. I'm like, this is all one room. And this is where Sean used to play. We got <laughs> I got video cassette footage. <laughs> That's awesome. And Dustin's microphone used to be taped to a vacuum cleaner because we couldn't afford a mic stand. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Why buy a mic stand? That's, that's, yeah. No, yeah. yeah we, totally. Screw Really, why ask your parents to buy a mic stand is really <laughs> Yeah, at that point. We didn't have, didn't have jobs yet. It was, so, it was a couple years off from having a, my first job. It was just a duo at that point? Just jamming in the in the bathroom? Or yeah. Soon to be bathroom? <laughs> yeah, soon to be back. At one point, it was, our, it was our dad's bedroom. So, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it went through a lot of phases. It's been a lot uh, of things over the years. It has been a lot of things over the years. <laughs> Um, but we, uh, no, um, no, we, ha we, me and Sean played with a couple other people uh, here and there, but me and Sean were always, uh, true blue, you know, we were, we were the core of any group that we were in probably for, I don't know, that next 10 years. Yeah. Probably from 95 to like 2005. And were you like playing shows around town and stuff like, or like, well, in Philly, probably I'm assuming not your hometown but 
well, we, yeah, we played some, we played a lot of backyards and, uh, you know, and bowling alleys. Well, eventually, eventually we did, we played like in movie theaters, BFW halls, bowling alleys. We did play at a Dobbs when it was called a JC Dobbs when it was called a the Pontiac Grill. Uh, I can't remember a lot of other, we didn't play, we played in Wilmington a bit because uh, that's where our bass player went to college. Um, Delaware. Uh, yeah, Wilmington, mm-hmm. Delaware. Yep, yep. Not North Carolina. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember a lot of out of town gigs. We did, uh, we did play a, one of our early gigs, we did play at a, uh, I believe it's a political rally for a. Uh, oh yeah. It was at like a kind of like a charcoal pit esque, uh, you know, side of the highway. Yeah, yeah. A barbecue bar place, but it was for a guy who was definitely ahead of his time with the uh, <laughs> medical and uh, legalization of marijuana kind of uh, vibe. Uh, the, what was his? What was his ticket, Sean? What was? He was libertarian. Yeah, the li- he was a libertarian. He was a libertarian for- candidate for New Jersey governor, Mark Edgerton. Was there oh. you go, Mark Edgerton. Oh, yeah, I know. Wild. He he did not perform well. He did not win. <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely, uh, we definitely. Uh, I remember, I remember turning a few heads. We were pretty young, so you know they thought you know we were playing with a bunch of older guys who were of age to drink and stuff. They're like, oh, these little these little kids. And we're more welcome at the biker bars that we were playing. Yeah, no, we were definitely. Uh, they were, they were, they were digging what we were putting down. We definitely. What, what kind of stuff were you playing at this point? I mean, I'm going to say, uh, I guess it would be like weirdo, uh, funk, psychedelic, uh, garage rock. I don't know. It, it was, it definitely, it, it, it was, it was, uh, it was the, don't skewer me it, for this. It was a mishmash. It was, I was yeah. Gonna say, I'm going to ask Ashley, what did they sound like? Um, yeah. Because you can't ask Dustin because Dustin doesn't really, Dustin doesn't want to. Well, plus I, I mean, I was like, I was, but... I was four, I was fourteen to twenty while we were in this particular band making like CDs and stuff and practicing on the reg. That was the so, same band for that long. Being that six, young, we played our last show in two thousand five. Same wow. name and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. You don't have to give me the name if you don't want to. No, you don't, you don't want, want to give me the name. No, 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 he does not want to give you the name. That's pretty that. crazy, though. That even even with the same people in a band, I would have thought you would have like, we're gonna change our name after like you know six years at that young age is like an eternity. Oh no, there was it was uh it was ingrained into the DNA I like of the project. It. So yeah, that's was, good. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. that point, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was very much the um uh I don't know. The epitome of what it meant to be young and and stupid in in writing music, you yeah. know, where it yeah, was sure. way more complicated than it had to be. It was an ex- exercise you know, in um in um excess. Yes, yeah, excess and and thinking you're more clever than you are. And and this is the late nineties, yeah, you know. right? Uh, yes, late nineties, early two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, we started to stretch things out a little bit. A lot. Yeah. I mean. I will say uh, a lot of the shows were great. And we, at the time we were taking a lot, well, at least me and the bass player were taking a lot of psychedelics. Yeah. And, uh, and at that, and I'll tell you, man, at that, yeah, at like a young age and like, and doing that and like, well, we covered some songs. We actually had a lot of covers in our repertoire, but we like wrote a lot of obscenely original music. <laughs> yeah. um, and, 
And to play that kind of stuff, like red faced, like, you know, tripping balls and like and doing it in public. I mean, really, uh, it, 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 I don't know, it changed my perspective on playing live just because like now it's and, and since then, it's just like, oh, I don't care what happens. You know, throw caution in the wind. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it's like right. anything could happen. I mean, there's only one time to my recollection that like, you know, we couldn't make it through the beginning of a set. But that was in somebody's backyard. That was in and, somebody's backyard. And that, that worked out OK. Cause and it worked out me, fine. Me and Rob played. And, and Matt, Matt and I and Rob played. Yeah. And, and, and also, yeah, one of the guys that produced our records and recorded stuff with us over the years, he ended up playing with Sean and some uh, and a, a really uh, – fantastic flamboyant bass player um save the day but also the guy whose house we play at he's a band from like dollars dollar tree parking lots now so you know it's not even like yeah. it's it's so it's not even a flicker of a memory so <laughs> well i mean it is a memory because I, I think a lot of that stuff influenced uh, now that we you know come back and actually play together a lot of that informed how oh yeah for now, sure you know? yeah oh yeah <clears throat> and it, particularly in live in live settings like when we're actually playing yeah um and I mean, looking back, because I mean, I still have, I think Dustin's probably burned all of his physical copies of everything we did back then, and rightly so, probably, but I still have them. Uh, and I mean, I look back and I'm like, God, this is so stupid. But I, I stand by being a 17 year old and, and playing that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? And I mean, it's recorded like in you context, know it's interesting. But I mean, on its face, it's like, God, this, this is terrible. Yeah, it is, but it doesn't sound bad. And then we recorded them on ADATS. Yeah. Oh, the um, production's great. Yeah. Oh, no. For the, you know, the, the, the sound is great. For I what mean, we did, yeah. Yeah. But as far as like my, my 14, 15, 16 year old voice, um, <laughs> I mean, I, my guitar chops were, were pretty good. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. But musically, not, it was, I mean, lyrically, it was very yeah, young. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, yeah. like there's some, some like kind of like, jokey rappy lyrics you know what i mean we're talking you know what time of, of the of the you know turn of the century we're talking about you know radiohead's huge but so are the backstreet boys so is incubus so is tool you know so is rage against the machine it's like you know there's all these things and there's way better bands than that stuff well uh, but at the time you know i don't know those still are some of the biggest bands in, in the world not that we're influenced by like backstreet boys or stuff like that but speak I, for yourself well there you go you know but no i'm just saying there's there was a lot of a lot of influences and it's not like what we played really um was it anything was like that it didn't sound anything like that stuff even if we thought it did yeah so, you know. it'll be on spotify tomorrow so. <laughs> try to erase that yeah, yeah, i know <laughs> i always wonder so you guys you know so i'm uh i'm older than you guys so i graduated in college and i or high school in 88 so that puts a context in it, right? Cool. So when I got to college, like my my high school, my hometown was like kind of pretty secluded. Like we weren't really exposed to a lot of stuff. There was no good radio. MTV was about the most exposure I got to anything cool, you know? Yeah. Like 120 minutes on Sunday nights. Yeah. So I always wonder like after that. So, you know, I was into the internet and stuff through college. I went, I was a computer guy. And um, I just always wonder about like, all the information blasted to your generate, you know, your generation quote, people your age. Right. Whereas like in high school and college, people picked a lane they were in. So there were like hippies or there was punks or, and then like, I started seeing these kids. I'm like, I can't tell what that person is. Like I couldn't like, 
they're, they kind of look like a hippie, but they're punk too. Like what the hell's <laughs> going on? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was this weird, like we were very ambiguous good, about good or bad or androgynous in our musical taste. Yeah. And, and you had access to so much kind of more than what we did just, you know, six, seven, 10 years before you. Yeah. The closest uh, college radio station to us wasn't great. What's that? The closest college radio station to us wasn't, wasn't great. Right. Right. Um, it was it's still not, it's still not that great, but, <laughs> it, but there's, but their, their call is uh or whatever their phrase they say is the music that matters. And uh, you're really putting people on blast here. Like yeah. Sorry. Like, Yo, Rowan like university. A, like your game. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, one of the top communication <laughs> schools in the country. And uh, oh, uh, your, no. your, your radio station isn't great. You know? Yeah. So no, that I, that I usually find that that's a bad thing because you have a lot of people going into mm-hmm. radio for experience but they're yes. not really into music. Oh, and, if it's free yeah. for, and if it's free format, you're fucked. Because yeah. that means they could pick anything and they don't know what to pick. And you get like crazy random shit. Well, Rowan Radio is not free format. Oh, is it? Not. Oh, I thought, really? Did well, it, it, well it, it, um, as its output, I have no idea right. what they, oh. what they, <laughs> yeah, what I, they I, yeah, I have, yeah. I mean, yeah. I could, you could not, I mean, if, if people have shows on that station, excuse me, I, I wouldn't know. There was no theme. There's I've no never difference. I've yeah. never heard a theme once for a show. Yeah. I, I once requested yeah. I once requested <laughs> to have Pantera's Cemetery Gates play. Um and I recorded it onto a cassette tape off my boombox, them saying my name and, de- and like, <laughs> oh Dustin from Pittsgrove, Cemetery Gates by Pantera. And I like I literally recorded off one of the uh one of the coolest uh mixed cassettes. That was a, a part of a pair that somebody gave to Ashley when uh, I think she was in seventh grade. Yeah. And I mean, I'm talking, this is like. The, it was the, romantic. The, yeah, I'm sure it was romantic. Well, I mean, just thinking back about yeah, it. Yeah, but it was so wild because we went to this um before we moved to uh, hook up with Sean uh, near where our grandmother and his parents live. Uh, we went to this uh, Catholic school, also in Salem County, but on a different side. And this guy uh, named Carl Natalina. Shout out to Carnatalina. Shout out. Uh, this guy put made Ashley these two dope-ass mixtapes. And I'm telling you, this is the first time I ever heard Beat Happening. The Vaseline. Uh, Mud Honey. Yeah, the Vaseline's like songs I didn't know, you know, Nirvana covered. Oh, these aren't Nirvana songs. They were like, you know, stuff from like pre-Nirvana sub pop, uh, you know, but also mixed in with like peppered with, I guess, like, you know, Sex Pistols, The Doors. Like, it wasn't Black all... Black Flag. Yeah, there was a Black Flag song. First time, I think probably the first time I ever heard a Black Flag song. And we still have... I still have these tapes. I mm-hmm. still have these cassettes. But on the one, at the beginning of the tape, it's not music. It's except for them giving me a shout-out and then Cemetery Gates <laughs> plays. And then the rest of the tape resumes. But I, I, I couldn't tell you what I recorded over, but it's probably, you know... Mm. You know, better than better than cemetery better than cemetery gates even though I, I still love pantera but i well, mean of course but, yeah but i mean but and and cemetery gates probably isn't even my my favorite song by them but at the <laughs> time that was like oh man play cemetery gates and and they did so you could well call i her. remember one of those cassettes that because dustin had that cassette and that's the first time i heard most of that shit too it's like you know because i was i was listening to bad elton john you know what i mean like <laughs> like i was listening you know and and to your point joe it's like I, I don't remember what we were doing in the 90s i mean i remember 120 minutes i remember the box 
Oh you, yeah, the box you call in and in. request the videos. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we had that here too. I think it's weird. Yeah, I, I love that. I I I I remember uh, going pretty hard on Daft Punk's Defunk when it came out. I, both, I just love that song and video. But uh, but before that, I mean, when like I don't remember how I got music other than through my parents until Dustin showed up on my street. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And then well, there was you know. And the Sonic Youth and Mud Honey and and yeah, there was a lot of Sonic Youth songs on that tape too. I like yeah, and he showed me this tape that some some dude gave my sister, and it's got like this sick ass shit on it. Like, check this out. And I, I didn't get it at the time. I'll be honest, you know, like I didn't really understand. Well, I, like, this, I will know, tell you this: that this Sean is not had, the police. No, yeah, right. No, but Sean Sean did have. I remember we were heavy into like lava lamps and CD changing, oh, yeah. oh, and and uh, Sean. Sean's room was cool. Sean, you know, Sean had a cool room. I had, had a, a good couch vibe. in there. Yeah. And I will tell you this, that the first time I ever heard the Velvet Underground was on a three disc Super Sounds of the 70s cassette or uh, no, no CD, a, that CD, CD yeah. that he had. And it was like a CD set. And they had the Velvet Underground's rock and roll was on the first disc because it's from like, you know, 1970. And oh, it's a, com- a three CD compilation, like 70s compilation, compilation yes. of stuff but from the 70s. Velvet Underground's on it. Yes. Rock and Roll's on it. Rock and Roll. The song Rock and Roll is and on so it. Was, wow. and, and so is Heroin. Wow. What? Yeah. I don't know. Some heroin. heroin there, so, yeah. So, and and by the way, I stole that from my mother. <laughs> well, that, exactly. But that's why we were so surprised because it had so many right. bangers on it. Yes. And right. I, but that's the first time I ever heard them. And I remember hearing that song and being like, Damn, that song is so awesome. And then going to, I guess, the store, but not buying that album and buying the first one uh, with the Peel Slowly and State. And I was like, which is obviously completely different and also has uh, John Kales on it. So, or John Kales on that one and not, you know, whatever. But I was like, and totally blown away by like, oh, this sounds nothing like that song, but I still loved it, you know? And then so on and so forth. It's like, you know, each one of those albums is like completely different from the others. And, but yeah, that was, uh, you know, just out of nowhere, heard that song, changed my life. <laughs> I, that's, that's true though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great to hear that you like, I, I like how you remember exactly the cassettes that you guys had. So it's a watershed moment. Yeah. My, I was going to ask you how you got into like, you know, weirder music. I was kind of asked like when people broke from like either an older sibling or a parent's like musical taste. So I was, you know, the youngest of four. So and I shared a room with my brother. He worked at a mall record store. So he would bring home like complete schlock from the store. Like, yeah. Just horrible stuff. <laughs> and it was always like at the time, like Genesis, Genesis came out. Yes, 90125 came out. So it was all when the prog band started doing oh. pop, pop records. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know any record. better. I only love- knew the pop. Asia, I was huge into Asia's first record. <laughs> Reaching you know, the choir here. Yeah. So. I was listening to all that stuff. And I get a job at a department store doing like cleanup and stuff. And the, the general manager of the store, I get to know a little bit. And I think he's wicked old. He's like maybe 10 years older than me at the time. And uh, he's got this office that's about the size of your practice room. So it's like eight <laughs> by eight. And he has a boom box and cassettes everywhere, like stacks of cassettes. I'm like, dude, what's up with all the cassettes? He's like, oh, I make mixtapes, all the records I buy. I'm like, how many fucking records do you buy? So we're cleaning the warehouse one weekend. And he comes in to help me. 
and he has he he's like oh, i'm gonna get my boom box and he sets up the boom box and we're in a warehouse and fucking butthole surfers little jimmy from heritage steven starts cranking Dang. i'm like oh, oh dude what is that like it was the freakiest thing i ever heard you know <laughs> yeah. and i'm like what the fuck is that and it was like song after song first time i heard sonic youth was on that tape uh pixies just came out their first ep so like a song i'm like you got a copy of that thing for me yeah and Amazing. i still have a copy of that i was looking for it i still have oh. a copy of that cassette and he lives in philly now and he he's the guy that like turned me on to weird music the weird in stuff. like 1986 or something like that no, yeah, yeah that would have been say 87 but yeah it's why it's yeah it, but it, you never know where it's going to come from i mean at the same time we were we were playing uh steve miller's greatest hits volume two very yeah. heavily as well yes, yes i mean dude the beginning yeah, so let's let's not get it twisted that, that <laughs> i mean yeah we i mean just, I'll, yeah you know. underground are great but, <laughs> underground, but, yeah. steve, but miller. steve miller but you I know mean, what else was on there was the raspberries go all the way and that oh, song fucks yeah it really you know, does it's, that. it's one of the i know <laughs> there's so, so many bangers I, I, on there I'm, that still, you, I'm still a believer in that i song, mean but, yeah it was it was just wild because they had a lot of bowie on there too and you know there's a i mean how they pigeonholed whoever picked out the the track list for that the super, the super sounds of the 70s too i mean include. literally i mean yeah. i don't even think uh i mean i might have seen uh reservoir dogs at the time i may well we had it on like a bootleg uh yeah. a bootleg uh vhs that like one of our and sean's neighbors uh made for us but i don't even know if i had seen that movie this but this was literally what this was called like super sounds of the 70s like totally like you would you wouldn't be able to pick it 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 looked like like a uh it looked like a like a computer software like a cd-rom yeah like it was very not it was like it was like now that now that's what i call the 70s right basically but whoever whoever uh curated that and it's it's funny we're talking about this because dustin told me not i mean maybe it was earlier this year or maybe last year that that was the first time he heard the velvet underground and i didn't know oh yeah no. I had no idea because because growing up and and well, even today, like Dustin is usually my source of left field shit, you know, because I tend, you know, for for worse, really, not for better or worse, for worse. <laughs> I tend to, you know, maintain, uh, I, mean, I don't know, a relative normie mainstream. status. No. Yeah, normie status. No, you know, like, I am the normie of the band. I mean, I know that, and everybody <laughs> knows that, and you know, everybody probably looks at me and it's like, oh, geez, here he goes. Here comes, oh, here the, comes the square. Here, here, comes, here comes the square. The square. Yeah, wearing socks with his shoes. You know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, no, but but he. Uh, so no. I mean, you know, when when he told me that, I was like, oh wow. So it's like, there's chalk one up for the good guys, I guess. But uh, yeah, you know. he, but we no. I mean, I will say that we like. It's funny that you mentioned it. We have been like we have been fucking hard with that Genesis self-titled like, oh, yeah. well, I mean, literally I was black. Ashley and Sean left my house. Like we don't hang out like super late all the time, but we've hung out. Super but it late was after. 5 a.m. It was literally like 430 in the morning and Ashley left and I was blasting mama out of, out of my front window when uh, Sean's wife was picking him up. Was this not my birthday? It was Ashley's birthday. Oh, uh, past, uh, yeah, past a week. Ago. Oh, a couple weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, woof. I was like, man, we didn't play this at the bar because we were all uh, DJing with records we brought. But, uh, uh, man, I had it because she was the she was the birthday girl. Yeah. Yeah. So but we but we uh, man, we were Sean was like, 
he was dancing in the middle of my street, like you know, <laughs> as his wife was rolling up. And, like, I don't remember oh, at all. Ha, really. ha, <laughs> Phil Collins is just laughing and all maniacal, man. And, yeah. Oh, uh, no, that 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 that's, that's a banger. Like we, uh, yeah. Sean pulled that out of my dad's records uh, the night before we recorded our uh, first uh, LP. The second and, side of the first record. Yeah, and uh, man, he uh, he was he was digging, and uh, he started playing that. And we we're like, yeah, this. Genesis self tell. Usually I'm like, buy it. And then there were three. I'm out, you know. But I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. what. Since yeah. since since then, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of on it. I I I'm I'm into like post. Yeah, I'm I'm into the the trio Genesis of the '80s. I like it. Yeah, you just got to be careful because it'll, yeah, I mean it is, it's not yeah. all great. It's not all <laughs> yeah. great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. I yeah, just want but- to step back for a second and say that um, we were very fortunate um, that our parents were pretty young and didn't know how to entertain us. So we used to uh, come into the city and we'd grab like an old um, circulation, like a City Weekly or a, or a Philly Weekly and City Paper and shit like that and find old like the small clubs like the Trocadero and the TLA and Dobbs, Pontiac Grill, whatever. And our dad would be like, yeah, sure, let's go. And then oh, sometimes yeah. we would just uh, we be saw like, some... we're going to see Jesus Lizard in 97. And suddenly my oh, father's like. Brainiac. Brainiac opened for them. Saw and Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. Dave, and David, yeah, I was still doing the taking my pants down thing. And my dad, I think I'm, I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. And Ashley was like 15. <laughs> and like my dad's like looking at us after already seeing like two fucking weird ass bands. And then. The Jesus litter come out, and that was like right before Blue came out, and it was and it was wild. And yeah, he's he's his pants are off, like his, his dick's out there, man. And Yao Yao at that point is probably at least your dad's age. Oh yeah, I'm guessing, I mean, but Yao is probably your dad's age. I would yeah. say yeah, they're probably born yeah. like early sixties. Yeah, yeah. So Yao's you know, got I think ten years on me. So yeah, I mean you yeah. know I love I mean I'm a big ah. scratch scratch acid fan too. I, yeah. I like I mean I'm all for it. So I, I never saw that. I never saw Jesus Lizard, so I'm very jealous of your 12 year old self. Oh yeah, uh, Dustin's here. wearing the T-shirt. Oh, oh, and he came back to from that show with a T-shirt that he oh, wore yeah. like every, every day, day that ended every with Y and man. Like. I, had, I had hair down to like almost my no, not as my ass, but definitely like you know middle of my back. I had huge curly locks, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, man, and I was like, I don't know what the what the T-shirt was supposed to be saying but i always assumed it was this wolf masturbating but there was no there was no sense of that at all it was just like it was it was like a wolf with his eyes about you know bulging out with his tongue hanging out inside of a heart so it's like well that's just like old cartoony shit but i was like oh yeah he's masturbating this shirt's edgy you know but it probably it wasn't it was just a cool shirt so it's like kazakh probably that sounds like a kazakh that you're describing right uh, yeah, yeah 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 it's exactly you know, funny is uh somebody at the sh- at our show in philly had a jesus lizard t-shirt on and my daughter saw it and it was just kind of like what's that all because i don't think she knew the band yeah. uh and then like a few days later we went to see the movie nope have oh, you seen yeah. this oh is he is he in that a character in the show has a jesus lizard shirt on for most of the movie oh. and she's like <laughs> wait i'm like it's and so we got in the car late that night coming home from the movies and i just cranked jesus lizard song oh, yeah. or oh, yeah. you know whole record and she's yeah. like what the hell i'm like <laughs> ashley's actually seen them twice oh, and she's she's uh i mean at least met or hung out with uh david at least once or twice 
Well, you've met, you've met briefly a, met a couple briefly. times, a couple times. But, <laughs> not, Ash, like, but not Ashley, like yeah. yeah, no, no. And that's how, you know, but he oh, like, hold on, let me call him. I can yeah, like, him on. She <laughs> call her. <laughs> no, but like, you know, they, they, they've met, I mean, she's got some funny pictures of him licking yeah, her yeah, face yeah. and shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, but she saw him actually a, a couple years before that. Uh, she saw him in 95 uh at uh, Lollapalooza oh man so I mean yeah. you know uh yeah yeah so we I, I think well, we just, did see like, a lot of cool shit from there. having those like early experiences where things were still like I don't want to use the word alternative or you know underground or whatever um and then you kind of you know just follow bands or performers or artists or whatever and then sometimes that will take you into the you know next rabbit hole of you know another genre or yeah yeah you know whatever and i think that 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 kind of uh 90s that period of the 90s is kind of what has led me into a more interested in a more experimental or you know whatever yeah they made direction. so much cool they made so much so much cooler shit that we didn't know about then yeah at the time and so you know it's like not that the stuff that we listened to wasn't cool but there was so much more stuff that we didn't even know about until you go back and yeah, yeah. You know, re-examine, look, look through some old. Well, it's just I like these records I'm buying now. It's like, God damn, this came out in 70. Like yeah. just yeah. so many fucking records came out in like 70 and 71 that I'm like blowing my mind. You know, yeah. crazy free mm-hmm. jazz, weird yeah. experimental, you know, uh, modern composer or just total weirdo stuff too. Like not even the late 80s, one of those the late 80s yeah. and early 90s are are gold yeah. mines for that kind of stuff yeah and it's some of the stuff's harder to find because they were they were pressing tapes and cds like swans yeah yeah, yeah like a lot of the swans uh catalog or there i mean there's but there's just like tons of things and i'm like oh this is only like how am i gonna find this meat puppets record yeah. uh, you know or like stuff like uh like stuff that only came out on cassette or only came out on cd and it's like where can i buy the cd i have several of those things like you know, just weird stuff by bigger artists too, but it's like to find their stuff from then, like if you're like Flaming Lips or Beck or stuff like that, like some of those like early 90s uh, one-offs, like are 10 inches, seven inches, they're, uh, you know, or but there's some that are just on CDs and I find them to be the hardest thing to find. Mm-hmm. It's these weird <laughs> seven song CDs that a band made and you're never going to, you know, you're not going to find it. Ashley's yeah. laugh, Ash laughing about how I said <clears throat> CDs. Seven song CDs. Seven song CDs. <laughs> Call that a little EP. <laughs> I spent I spent a lot of time in over the last couple of years tracking down like CD only stuff like Japanese comps. Yeah. It's, Especially it's Japan. Like Japan really went down the roll. You know, they they were like CD only right from the get-go pretty much many discs and, and, and cds yeah, yeah they were, and all, they were, those, they were all the labels world. putting out like the noise stuff or the extreme loud stuff like zenigiva and you know and then the older you know high rise and stuff like that all those comps are on cd only you know and they're finally like some of that stuff's finally getting on vinyl like reissue, with you know, black it. editions and stuff yeah but, yeah um yeah i've been going down a rabbit hole of that and buying like every borbetta magus cd i can find because there's oh we played that guy them. oh we did uh, Jim, uh, Jim Sauter, yeah. yeah, yeah, we, we, plays, we yeah. played our so we played our second uh, our second, second, second gig is Heavenly Bodies. Uh, we played with yeah, him Jim and um, had Kid Millions, yeah, John, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. That, that was uh, that was wild. That guy, that, that guy wild. is 
I mean, they're both great. Um, but it was really cool to see like uh, Jim Sowers pull like a, a microphone. Oh, sorry, man. A, micro, a microphone in his in his, the bell of his horn and just like you could hear, you know, because it's a small place to play to uh, Jerry's. And it was like you could hear his saxophone. But then you heard what was coming out of the amp at the yeah, same yeah. time. And it was just like, you know, and it was like 12, 25, 30 minutes of like straight playing him, him and Kid Millions. And it was like it was great. It was fantastic. When did Heavenly Bodies uh, start up? Like, when did so Ashley? Did you play in bands before Heavenly Bodies? Nope, I sure no? didn't. No, this is uh, it was my first foray into the performance uh, part of. She music. had failed. She had failed. Did you play? At, did you play music beforehand? No, no, no. literally right. nothing. Um, yeah. I had. She had a violin and a ukulele. Viol- uh, hey, I played violin. Fourth to eighth grade. I, bought I a new tried, one. but then when I kept seeing, you know, my my work, there it is. There was. Like, hey, oh, all, right. all right, we got one of those. Yeah, I uh, I was getting really. I could discouraged. screech like Kale. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I could play "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," and then that's as far as I went. Uh, but I had really wanted to play and challenge Dustin a little bit. I wanted him to play, and then Sean moved back into town, and whoever had the brilliant idea that we get together and i think it was dustin i mean um, no as soon as sean like sean lived in uh in different parts of florida for the better part of uh, a decade and then uh him and his uh now wife uh moved up uh here to uh well near us uh the next like part of the city north of us and um yeah i think it was like right be- right before they got married um well it's uh, not like like we moved back and then I just saw Dustin at the bar and we were no no, no. we we kept in touch the, no yeah, we, we kept we, it, we, we, best we called like like every every at least once a week and every time we would end the conversation just like all right well when you move back you know yeah we're starting yeah, to band no. again you understand right like we like, like literally yeah yeah I know we literally like saw each other maybe like once or twice a year and uh sometimes not and then but you know but we'd always talk to each other for like a couple hours on the phone here and there and um and yeah so as soon as he got back I was like yeah, man. I was like, uh, yeah, we're going to start a band again. And uh, I'm like, you know, Ashley's playing bass. So, <laughs> that's how it started. She got a, I had a huge bass. There. I get, she got a bass. And I was just like, yep, here we go. We're doing it. Yeah. Bought a little Fender Bronco for 150 bucks. And Boom. Sean let me borrow some stuff for a little some, while. Some materials. And, yeah. I don't know. And then it just kind of evolved from there. And yeah, no, but it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of been the same the whole time. I mean, the way we started was. Exactly... You started what, like five years? No, was it? 20... 2018. 2018. Yeah, okay. 2018. We're, I think, right about now, we're, we're on the cusp we're on of, the our, cusp our, four, of our four year mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially, so so... you started playing in 2018, basically, and you guys yes. started jamming and you learned by jamming. Yeah. Like... And yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we. we you guys are learn. improv, right? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Most or less. Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, when we, so as we all played a show together you know, right. in August, um, we had tried to play that set multiple times before we presented it to the public. Mm-hmm. And it never goes as planned. And uh, <laughs> so we played it. We played it at the show that we shared the bill with you. And then the next weekend, we went to New York and um, we didn't have the opportunity to try it. Uh, in the record store that we played in because it was so small 
uh, that Sean couldn't bring in his entire drum set. I mean, oh, you put a record grouch or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. awesome. And it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Best time. Greatest, greatest, greatest place. Uh, yeah, then, no, yeah, but we got to get there. Yeah, well, no, we we definitely, we just, uh, instead of trying to do it again or trying to do a different version, no, we just, just started, we totally just started different. playing. And it ended up being like, you know, it was, it was probably one of the funnest, I mean, the next night at Tubby's was really fun, but that, but that was like. But then the next night at Tubby's, we were like, "Oh, let's give oh, that the old no, got, college let, try. Let's do it again." And and uh, it uh, didn't go as planned. Well, well, okay. but it was good. It was still good. It just wasn't. Yeah, but know. I think I think yeah, but yeah, but are we improv? More... Yes, because what we what we were doing was sometimes we have a not a rehearsed section. But a section like when I bring my Ableton push and I'm playing either synths or samples through the Ableton, which is how we were starting that set. And so that was the same each time. And then we tried to do what we rehearsed. And it was like, yeah, well, this isn't going as planned. So then we just start playing. And so each time the set that we quote unquote rehearsed seven times before sounds completely different. Is that the only time time we've really done that? I mean, we really, we tried, we really tried this time out. We were trying to do something special for you guys. You know, no, we, we wanted, we were like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. We got it down. And no, and not at all. Um, And I I practiced. It was awesome. No, it was. And it's always great. Like when we get together to like rehearse and do stuff, like, when we haven't played with each other for like two or three weeks or something and we're we're like really uh i don't know well no not rusty but whatever you know we're we're coming in cold the first thing that we play no matter what is always amazing mm-hmm. like i mean i'm and i'm not embellishing that like it's like we will just plug in and be like ah you know and we'll just start playing and whatever comes out of that Nine times out of ten is probably the best thing we're going to do all night. So there's no reason to play for the other like two or three hours. But, <laughs> right. but we so we end up dr- we end up going to get dinner and drinking and yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, but we but it does. Um, but yeah, usually right off the bat, uh, we- it, it's not a lie if we said we've never played the same song twice. Well, we don't really have we've, songs. We've tried to. Sorry. We've tried. We've to tried. But, yeah, uh, but no, yeah. It's, it hasn't happened. Yeah. So yeah. we we've, we've uh, tried. Yeah. Improv wise, it's it's usually more challenging when you try to do something. Yes. And then you gotta fucking cover. Yes. And you're like, yeah. oh my god, I gotta, I, I gotta yes. somehow save this thing. And it doesn't matter if no one knows that quote unquote song. Like nobody yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. Soul yeah. Aviv knew what we were trying to do. But I felt like like when you're up there, you feel like everybody knows that you're trying Ooh, to do know, something and it's not know. working. And now Dude, it's I like, know, a, I hear you. Yeah. Some so, of, you know, like so, Pango's all improv. Uh, the most we do is John might give us a a keyword, hmm. which doesn't, mean, safe doesn't word. mean anything, right? <laughs> like uh, one of the shows on the tour was uh, Levitate. That sure. was it. Levitate. <laughs> you know, we're like, all right, good, cool. And yeah. um, we might be you know, stealing. The, this. But during during <laughs> practice during practice, I remember like during we were recording for the CD. We were just doing a quick recording for that CD we put out. And uh, there was parts where I was like, this is not fucking working. I hate it what I was playing. Yeah. And like, I, you just trudge through it. And then eventually it morphs into something good. You know, with four people yeah. too, it's like, God, you know, I have to pick who I'm maybe going to follow or maybe lead off of, you know. Um, mm-hmm. No one really follows the drummer in our band. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, like, well. New- and Nuge and I uh, have a duo and 
he doesn't follow me either. (laughs) So I've learned how to follow, you know, and like Jason plays, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but he plays lefty, but he strings his guitar the wrong Uh, way. Oh, I I, I know. That's how we we all noticed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's how he learned how to play on his brother's guitar and he would just flip it upside down and play. So he, he, Mm -hmm. so I can't, you can't see bar chords. Right. And, and his rhythm is, he's not going to play him. So his rhythm is really fucked up. Yeah. So I have to figure out, like, I look at his toe. He's never playing loud enough for me. So I'm like, I look at his toe for a rhythm. I, it's a yeah. challenge. It's now, a, it's that a was, challenge. Um, that was one thing that we did say. I think it was, a, it wasn't about that show. It was about the one we did at Tubby's, uh, our, our last most recent show. Uh, I was like, I was telling them, I was like, oh, I couldn't stand a, something that I was playing because we were, we were going and things were like kind of going off the rails. But I, I started playing something and I was like, oh, I hate this. But I was telling Sean at that point, I was like, nah, you know what? Fucking lean into that shit, man. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, as, soon, and as soon as I doubled down on it, <laughs> Ashley started doing something with it. And Sean started doing something. And we started playing this really repetitious, like kind of like it wasn't like gnawing. It was it was just like it morphed it completely morphed into something else that didn't sound like how it had started thank yeah. god because i was like oh man i was like no i i, I like the deftones but i was like this uh or early deftones records but i was like oh it sounds like some bullshit rap rock fucking crap but and you know because I, I played a detuned uh uh tuning and i was like oh man i fucked this up but then you know once i you know was like no you know what no no you just just do it again go do it again over and over again and yeah. like you know like really like but don't like don't, don't half-ass it you know you yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, like yeah. play the thing you hate yeah. with every ounce of energy and that was and that was yeah, a thing know? i think you know as a band when we when we first started you know uh it was it's really hard to just say look we're because we made it a concerted effort and i think it's it's a it's a product of what dustin and i did in this band that shall not be named um, in constructing, you know, a song that's five minutes long, but has 72 and three quarters parts, you know? And so when we got back together, it was like, well, we don't want to do that. We're tired of playing songs. We're tired of constructing parts. We're trying to, we're tired of doing this. We just want to be raw. We just want to do this, but it was really hard in the beginning because, well, I mean, it's still hard, but in the beginning it was very, um, at least for me, there was a lot of ego involved in, in wanting to impress them and wanting to say like, yes, I, I can, you know, I can still shred. I like, I can still rip, you know, whatever. And that was a hard thing to get past. And then when you do it collectively and you're like, well, I don't really like what we're playing right now. It's really hard to say, we're just going to keep playing this until it morphs into something we do like, because it will, you just have to trust that somebody else is going to take you somewhere As you know what I mean? would say you trust the process you trust the process you know and then i think that's still really hard especially when we're playing in front of people you know and as dustin uh indicated you know at that tubby show like i think that there's that's there's a lot of maturity in that and there's a lot of having uh, a mental breakdown yes, while you're while, while you're, you're playing and, and then, then coming and through then on keep, the other side yeah and saying like actually this has worked out okay um but i think you know as as younger versions of ourselves dustin i i think probably would have just stopped the song yeah you know, I, I was ago, i was, ago, I was, was right i was actually uh, i mean not not for nothing 
I literally was on the cusp of that. Yes. Like, I was and, like, and, when, and that has nah, kind of happened. Nah, that has kind of happened where Dustin's looked and said like, yeah, all right, we're done. You know, and it's like, yeah, okay. But, you know, and I've kind of said like, look, man, if, if we're going to play for longer, like we have to be able to allow ourselves to go in a place like we didn't we, really want to go, go but we have to yeah. work our way out of that yeah mm-hmm. we can't just can't just give up on it we're going and, in the woods we're going in the woods we can find our right, way out you know right because if because if we've committed to you know putting on tape or vinyl or standing in front of yeah putting on tens show. of people tens of, and, yeah trying to entertain and, people you know, you know and and bearing ourselves and saying like okay well this is what we've come up with on the spot we hope it's good it might not be you yeah, know but you have to, to be somebody able, paid to get in right most of the time you know we try right. to give them a little something <clears throat> yeah yeah but but you have to be okay with um you know following it through and, until it's logical conclusion not just giving up on it and i think that's been a lot of that's been a really that's a hard pill to swallow yeah, I I realize I I realize that like my uh, interpretation of what's going on at the time is usually wrong. Yeah. So so we'll be playing a show and I'll be just just utterly like, oh, this is not fucking working at all. Like not necessarily what I'm playing, but just in general, like our whole yeah. thing's not working. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to it later. I'm like, oh my god, that's way fucking better than I thought it was. Yeah. You, know, you get into a weird headspace and mm-hmm. you start thinking about what you're doing. You know, there's yeah. times where I don't, and that's great. I love it when I cannot think about anything and mm-hmm. my hands are just doing stuff and we hit. <clears throat> Those are usually the sort of easier crutch moments of the set, you know, where everyone's doing what they do, you know, yeah. and it's not something totally outside of, you know, weirdness. Or yeah. That's and I our, think that's how our second record came, came out. Yeah. And I think at the beginning when we came back together, um, at least speaking for myself, I was still, you know, wanting to whatever, play some some stupid groove that, you know, like I've just leaned on, you know, and like, oh, here's 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 some choppy stuff, you know. But now I feel like because we've been a band for so long and and I I feel like we trust each other uh so much that i can just be like all right well i'm gonna play drums and i'm gonna play something you know not busy but like more than just a floor tom and a snare Mm -hmm. and it'll still like i've i've as dustin said in the beginning of our getting of our becoming a band my baser instincts my my worst instincts have left me you know, so oh, yeah. now I can go in and just be like, okay, well, I can play drums and I don't have to play Tom Sawyer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have to be like, look at me, watch me do this. You better you know? play that fill right when yeah, I do I know, this guitar I lick. I know, Give, dude, I'm waiting for this that, guy to go into the Rosanna shuffle and on, I'm just, I know, I know he's going to do it. Yeah. You know, no, like, yeah. like shit like that. Like, because the thing was, uh, well, whatever. That's how, that's how you're, that's how they make you play music when you're, you know, when you're younger and you're trying to do things like when you're playing at bars and you're trying to get paid or whatever, it's like, yeah, you're going to throw some fucking covers in there to get your foot in the door. And, you know, it's like, and we used to, you know, for being young kids, we used to get fucking paid. You know, we would play, we would play literally from 1245 to two o'clock in the morning after the headliner. I think Sean 
played one of our shows after he went to his fucking prom or homecoming dance. Homecoming, it was homecoming. Yeah, and he came there afterwards dressed up, and we literally played for, an, what, what, an hour or more? No, it was we, longer than that. We probably played 25 fucking songs, yeah. you know, and pe- peppered in with, you know, 10 or 11 of our own songs, which you're putting them in between covers of the Animals and the Beatles and uh, whatever the fuck else we were trying to play. And it's like, and you you're doing that and you're just like zombies. Yeah, zombies are covered, whatever, but a lot of 60s, you know, rock groups or whatever. And it's like, this is the shit you're you're doing, and you're and you're pissed off that you don't make the fucking changes, and you know, and oh, I flubbed this part of the song, and yeah, and for so and we still long, do that, it's just not a oh, yeah, but composed part of the song anymore. Exactly. No, and that's that's fine, <clears throat> but I'd rather be disappointed in myself for trying to do something um on the fly or or to like to dig into something that's uh like more i guess visceral or like oral like something that's different that you can like that you can feel than you know being mad at myself because oh i played you know the wrong thing on the guitar or i sang the wrong like and for singing especially which is something that i rarely do anymore it's like I like to oh I got the words wrong I forgot this part oh mm-hmm. you couldn't hear I was flat like all that shit just you know to throw that by the wayside is obviously incredibly freeing but I mean I think it changes how you you perceive and play music by yourself or with other people anyway mm-hmm. so you know I mean but yeah but that's I mean that's ingrained into people uh you know from an early age most people that try to like I don't know they that, that try to uh when they're younger like i want to make a fucking living out of this you know or whatever you like you know you're delusions of grandeur but you know you people in car bands get paid fucking money but if you're playing original songs and you know you want to get there like that's what they want you to do everybody wants you know you got to entertain people that are drunk on a saturday night or, or a tuesday night and you know and uh and you know that, and they didn't even pay to get in you know, uh, you know, the bar is literally going to pay you. Nope, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that's a hundred dollars a person or 150 bucks a person sometimes if you play two 45 minute sets. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not gonna be caught dead doing it now, but uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm really shame on them, shame on them. them. I'm really uh intrigued by the idea of duende. If you're familiar, but it's like it is the losing yourself yeah. in music or like oh, okay. flamenco dancing and like things like where while you're playing though, like yes, the, while the you're tra- the trans like exactly feeling you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's I don't know what this band like my goal is every time I get together to play with these guys is to lose myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um you know, and just go somewhere and not think about what I'm playing and just like my body and like my fingers knowing exactly where to go to, you know, with you guys. Why are you guys mm-hmm. looking at me like that? I was looking at, I'm, I'm looking at Sean, <laughs> oh. but that's fine. But it, it, I was I, also, don't, don't look at me. My connection is unstable, supposedly. Oh. I, I, I noticed. I, we, I uh, so yeah, Nuge and I, our early post college band was a math rock band trio. And uh, we listened to a lot of Zenigiva. You know, Zenigiva? yeah from japan you know super repetitive stuff and uh cheer we saw uh breeze glace play live once so it was like an o'rourke side project 
that Tim Jones from Cheer Accident mm. played in, and they, the time we saw them, they played a Cheer Accident song, and it was forty minutes, one riff, yeah. <laughs> no one changed, no one did a fill, and you're here, your ears heard all this stuff totally that was changing, but it wasn't changing. It no, was just your, yeah. it was just you changing it, right? Uh, and so we took that and we we're like, we started doing these repetitive songs. So we would play a set like our normal half hour set. Then we'd play a 40 minute song after that. Oh <laughs> that would just be repetitive and you completely lose yourself. And you sure. thought it was like 10 minutes long and you look and it was 40 minutes long. Yeah. Like you totally lose track of time and space. And yeah, and your arm, you know, for me playing drums, my arms just did it. Mm-hmm. I was just doing the rhythm and the pattern over and over. Um, uh, yeah yeah that was i believe that's the uh was the uh you know i guess the the crux of our mission statement when we first started was uh volume simplicity repetition mm-hmm. and just and it, it, that's kind of yeah that was really how we when we first started playing it was like and even when i the first time i ever played music with ashley just the two of us um sitting i think in this room um that we're in right now i was uh literally like we're gonna play one chord. I'm gonna play one chord. You're gonna play one note. We're gonna keep playing it, and we're literally just sitting there. Play, I'm. I don't even remember what chord I was playing. But I'm like, you play that chord. I'm gonna play this. And we just literally did that for I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And she's just dying laughing at me because like I was because I'm like at some point I was just like, like oh wow, this is wild, you know, like because it just like it it morphs it morphs into something else it plays tricks on your ears yeah and uh which i i think that's great i mean it's it's amazing to have the same like if the same tendency and the same um like volume and the same uh pitch of something is exactly the same every time or even if you try to achieve that every time it's just something it's like the air in the room it hits different Mm -hmm. and it's uh yeah things just start to coalesce into uh yeah they they start to bubble and i don't know and morph and it's it's so uh yeah that's what i i really like that it's a, it's exciting so mm-hmm. you know i mean i think that's that's like where we started maybe it'll be where we finish <laughs> <laughs> what uh what do you got so you have uh two lps out right yeah. now right yep which one was first i always forget white dwarf right yeah white dwarf and then um universal resurrection yeah Came and then you April. have what a couple cassette cassettes we have, yeah, we uh, have uh, uh, two cassettes that are out now. Uh, first one's tape one. It's out just of print. A, it's just a tape one out of print. Yeah, just uh, but then we have um a second one, a collection of songs from around the same time we did a Universal Resurrection, um, uh, obscure, sad, terrible, and uh, and then we're we're putting out another one hopefully next month or later. Well, yeah, next month. Uh, with yeah. custom uh, Clint Takeda artwork yeah oh nice look at that super excited yeah Yeah. uh who are you putting that out or is petty bunko putting yeah no we're 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 putting that one out ourselves um it's you know we have a i think we still have a very large uh back catalog of recordings um but uh, some of them are new uh the, the 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 tape is bookended with uh newer uh material that we did in april and june and uh, the middle of the tape is uh, that we edited together is all from us uh, from sessions we did in uh, April of 2021. So you're saying out with the old. Yeah, we're trying, you know, trying to put something together, and 
I mean, it's like, it's almost, I mean, between the two sides, it's almost an hour long. So, mm -hmm. I mean, nice. you know, it's, it seems like only right to put it out on a, on a cassette. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only uh, recording you have planned right now? I mean, or release. Uh, yeah, that's the only release we have right now. We're going to, I mean, tentatively going to start hopefully working on a third record later this year, early next year. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the plan. You know, what uh you have any uh you have any shows coming up or anything like that mostly just philly or you have one you just announced one i think yeah may or may not we happen. have well we have several uh we are playing a show at a century century bar, century bar in um november early uh, in no on november 4th i'm not going to say early november mm -hmm. um no uh for uh with um sparrow steeple and uh uh dance satan dance which is uh, Mark Feehan and uh, Cameron uh, Haley. Yeah, from uh, oh, yeah. Taiwan, Housing, Taiwan Housing Project. Uh, yeah, those two are cool. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't know. It's funny because Ashley's playing with uh, Mark and Cam this week. And, uh, and I used to play in a, a Sparrow Steeple, or I played on a couple of their records and a few of their shows. And uh, it's funny. Maybe we could just, we'll just all play at we'll the same time. At the, uh, every band at the same time, you know. Yeah, I have a, a, I'm branching out and uh, I have a couple of shows outside of Heavenly Bodies this week that I'm both scared of <laughs> and excited about. And yeah, tomorrow anxious. night she's uh, playing with uh, Bill Nace and Richie Charles and they're opening up for the retail Sims from Montreal. Yeah, nice. Yeah. They just played Jerry. Buffalo. They played Buffalo last week and I just could not get out there to see oh, them. John yeah, Schoen's been, yeah, he's been talking them up a ton. Lately. There's, they're so good. Yeah, super yeah. excited for that tomorrow <laughs> night. Awesome. Um, and so you yeah. and you and Nason, who who else was it? And Richie. Richie from yeah. Petty Bunk. That's Richie yes. from Petty Bunko. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I met him when I was down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Somehow we oh, don't. Swell yeah. guy. Tall, yeah. He was tall. He's the tall one. <laughs> <laughs> the tall run, running the shit. Yeah, um, man, for sure. Yeah. I think I'm, when, like... when I was at the Petty Bunko, John and I came down for that the fest, the outdoor fest. Yep. Yeah. I saw Dustin run around. I'm like, I think that's that must be Richie. I think that's yeah. Richie because you were running around like crazy. I'm like, that must be Richie. I was, I was lending that. You're playing. Hand. I'm like, no, I don't think he was in this band. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was lending a helping hand. I was trying to get some things done. Yeah, you know, behind the scenes. Ashley Zam caught fire for a yeah. second during the uh, during the strapping field strapping hand field set. Hands. So I had to. I had to hook Bob Bob Dickey up with a, a guitar. Another, amp. Another, another, no, that's actually another bass amp. We oh, all what's play, bass amp? We all play out of bass amps. Oh, I thought we, you hooked well, them up to a twin. Well, yeah, no, uh, it looks like a twin. Now it's a it's a it's a basement ten. It is a silver face fender, but um, oh, but yeah, no, nice. uh, what's it called? Yeah, we just we're just lousy with bass amps. We have we have tons, and we just we just bang them big old bass amps, just blasting. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, we're getting better with our. Uh, I think, well, even though our, our equipment still weighs a lot, you know, and it's big, but uh, I think we're getting better with um, transportation of things and like, you know, getting, getting our, you know, we can fit, I think we can fit all of our equipment into Ashley's Honda Fit. No. Just about. <laughs> yeah. I had, well, a, I had when, a fit. Including my fit. drums? Yeah, we did that when we went to record. When we because we uh we recorded our first LP at our friend Matt's studio. Um, yeah, but we, we didn't we we didn't use all my drums there. You know, we brought them. Yeah, we did. We brought them all, dude. We brought what? all. We have a picture of it, 
and uh and uh, we got i got um you know uh what's called i got a very nice comment from dan provenzano from riding square said nice fit tight tight fit tight fit and uh, <laughs> no it was everything yeah, yeah. right exactly because exactly. yeah uh no well literally we had uh yeah her bass cab my guitar amp uh sean's drum set both of our guitars his lap steel all our pedals cymbals stuff yeah it was all in there it doesn't all fit and you know and also with like a cooler and other stuff too you know amenities and two people yes and two people up front so you know i had a fit man you could fit a shitload of stuff in those things they don't call it that for no reason they don't you know yeah i have a crv CRV now and i think i could fit as much stuff in the fit right i mean look you know what you're what you're giving up in comfort you're 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 getting <laughs> and performance and yes, style. yes yes and performance and style you are getting in in uh you know cargo cargo loading because i mean exactly. you put that back seat down and no, it's a, it's a that, great it's a great car for it's uh, a great hatchback yeah, yeah no yeah was, right yeah, yeah. Parking, parking is amazing Dude, right your town what the fuck man yeah i know well, parking everywhere is just well that's all i had to uh cover i mean topic wise you have any other topics you want to Want to dish on anybody else or anything like that? I mean, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I had like a hot, a hot button. Like hey, you, you want, you want to put any, right you want to put any more of our friends from high school on blast? On blast. Or... I mean, <laughs> oh, man, I would love to. I, I, I literally did just see a guy uh, that we didn't go to high school with, but we did used to play shows with. He played in a lot of bands. I think he still has a, he has a couple like he still does and they're kind of hardcore they're like things, but like yeah. some of them are like really dark um industrial um what is one of them called wrists he has a band called are you talking about, you're talking about barrett uh, i went to yeah, the, barrett. me and me and me and i, I didn't know what I, you were going to say about him so i didn't want to use the same no <laughs> nothing no it was just nice to see him i went me, oh, and, yeah. me, me yeah. and ashley's dad went to pine i'd really love to play a show with him yeah i know he, he does have a band called wrist and i think there's another capitalist um, capitalist yeah there so he's got two projects and they do put out tapes and cds and there it's pretty wild shit i think one of them is just him i think mostly it's just him but he does have a band this is just out. him but capitalist is a full band yeah he's got like guys that play with him uh but um so i would look them up but i will say me and ashley's dad were going to find a a, a tank for our grandmother's broken toilet tank today and i go into this this, this is uh, well, I mean, I go into this store. Sean, it goes back to our origins. You know, uh, yeah, right. Grandma's <laughs> basement. I literally, I yeah, no, literally, we were kind of, we were fixing up her basement today, and I walk into this uh, this supply store with uh, my oh, dad. Barrett works, yeah, Barrett. Works. And he works there. He's worked yeah. there for like ten years or something. Yeah, he's and been I'm, there for a long time. I'm like, I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, oh, and he's like. Oh, you're in that club too? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, he shows me he's missing a tooth down too. I was like, oh. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And literally, we were just, just the way he was talking about toilets and like parts for plumbing stuff, it's like a plumbing supply store, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's all, they have other stuff. I do, I was, I was peering into their showroom. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we were trying to find this toilet tank. And the best, the guy, the other guy there, you know, I, I know Barrett would have done his, he was like, oh, hook these guys up if you can. The guy was looking online. He tells us, yeah, we had to get off Amazon. Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't carry it anymore. It's yeah, like, it's, yeah. you know, it's uh, a Sani Flow tank from 2003. Right, right. You know, but wild. They, they moved past Sani Flow. Well, yeah. well, no, but you, you can still order them. It's one of those toilets where, you know, it pumps up. It's got a pump in it from the basement. Right. So it's like not like you're just, you can't go buy a $99 
toilet at Home Depot or Emerald. Joe, did you think that this podcast was going to turn to plumbing supplies? Listen, I want to talk about these <laughs> toilets that when you open up the tank, have you have you done this? I've done this out of curiosity because we were at Tubby's and Tubby says, did you stay at the apartment? We did not. We didn't. So Sean saw it. We no, did you got to play there. there just to stay at the apartment. Uh, no, we, all right. So years ago, we played. No, there we have a different story about where we stayed. But the, apart, the apartment. Uh, so three years ago, we played there or whatever, 2019. And we the apartment used to be right next door, but upstairs. And it was a great apartment. Huge studio with all these day beds, stacks of towels, stacks of blankets, pillows, clean toilet, like crazy. Yeah. Right. And then this year we go there and he's like, oh, we don't have that apartment anymore. We're like, oh, fuck. But I talked to him about an apartment. New apartment. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the new one's like, it's it's down at the end of the uh, parking lot. I'm like, oh, all right, that's fine. So, and he's like, you can keep our, your gear in the club overnight too. So you don't have to like load it out and put it in the apartment and stuff. And we're like, great. So we go in and it's fucking even better. It's this apart, it's this building that they renovated. Did you see it yeah. at all? Or I, I went in there with Richie. Yeah. And it's got to be like a beer garden behind it too. Next year, some dudes are going back. Beer garden. We're going back, yeah. baby. And the apartment, like, it's perfect. The windows are up here, so no one can see your shit. You mm-hmm. go into the bathroom. The toilet is a jet toilet. And I'm like, me being a homeowner for the last <laughs> 30 years, I open up the tank. I got to find out what kind of toilet it is. And the whole tank is full of an apparatus. And there's yes. electric going to it. Yeah. What? It's like a, yeah, it's like a crazy, like, motel hotel toilet or something yeah. maybe an air airline space shuttle toilet they they changed <laughs> I gotta they, get changed, one. they changed the guts of them now they are um mm-hmm. yeah because i uh, well i a lot of places uh you know i'm not it's like the chain is is loose on a toilet public toilet in a restaurant that i'm at i will not hesitate to yeah. fix it you know yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean but i recently did that and i was like but it was one of those toilets. But there, see, there is a little plastic piece that replaces that chain that uh, engages the flushing mechanism. And it can, uh, I'm not sure if a little piece came out of it or that it just slipped off because somebody was like, yeah. you know, people step on them with their feet yeah, instead yeah. of using their hands yeah. and washing their hands afterwards. It's like they'll, they'll use anything but their hands to flush a toilet. And they probably stepped on her, banged it or something, whatever. And they got it off of uh, the caddy that it rides on. And uh, I was like, oh. So I actually did recently fix one of those in a sushi restaurant I went to. I was like, oh, this is one of those newfangled toilets. How does this flusher not work right now? Why is it running? And I'm like, oh, it's not engaged because somebody took it off of the thing that it was riding. Yeah, well, there you go. Because it still works like a chain if it comes off, you know? But yeah, it is. It's a whole mess of stuff in that toilet in the tank of that toilet it's no possibility for an upper decker or any kind of hygiene i'm gonna start a new podcast it's all about talking about toilets because like so i have another toilet story so we played that tour the first night the last one in 2019 we played uh new haven yeah we play you know stefan christensen yeah you know those guys up there so we stayed at his uh he has an apartment like fucking fourth floor of a building or something had a walk gear up and um you know or out all night. I'm like, oh, I gotta use the bathroom. Take a dump, flush, ching. All you hear is the chain rattle around. <laughs> ching. I'm like, fuck. I open it up. Everything's connected, but water's not going into the tank. The valve's on, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, Stefan, what's up with your toilet? Yeah, I don't know. It does that. I'm like, what do you mean it does that? I'm like, it's not filling up. He's like, yeah, it eventually will fill up. It basically did you get a, a did you get a bucket of Dude, water it, and it would take. 
it, it took like an hour for the tank to even come close oh to having God. flushable water. That's not. Like, that's how are, not I'm like, yeah. how are you staying in this apartment? No, that's, that's it might have been third. Not. It might have been an issue with the you know fourth floor, like no pressure or something. Yeah, but. yeah, it doesn't go up that high. That's fucking that's, New Haven. Yeah, that's what's wild. Well, <laughs> yeah. well good thought. pizza, bad shitters. When yeah. we get, when we go when we go <laughs> when we when we go up there, um, remind me not Be to prepared. stay there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> No, but yeah, I will love all this. Uh, guys. Those guys are cool. We actually played um at Tubby's with uh, Tony Pasquero. Oh nice. yeah, Pascarosa. Pascarosa. I always say his last <laughs> name. Always say it wrong. But yeah, no, we did. We did play. Uh, we did play up there, and I know Chris. He played like, solo, or yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the eye. The eye. Um, oh, we uh yeah no Chris Chrissy's like my guitar hero. Like yeah. she's one of my favorite guitar players. I love Headroom and Malmers and all that shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I came across cool. those guys, and I was like, "How do I not know any of these people?" Um, and then I dove deep into the New Haven scene. So, yeah, I love uh, Ross is one of my favorite people. He's, yeah, uh, you could you could just put him right right around here; he would fit right in. He's yeah. he's one of the people that I definitely like talked to the most when um when they uh played it. I think it was Jerry's first time I saw him, and uh, maybe, but yeah, he was like one of the guys who's like, "Yo, what's up." Like he's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. a very, you know. Well, I feel like yeah. they played the exchange. At least oh, that's right. Twice. Yeah, they did. They did play the record exchange too. But um, yeah, he's super nice. They're, I mean, they're all, they all are, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but Ross is very uh, uh how was that cordial or no? Yeah. He's, he's just very, you know. Yeah. He's an extrovert. He's he's a guy. Doesn't seem like it actually, but he's like he's he's cool as shit. Yeah. So Pretty we're close. we're we're way west. We're west of New York though. Yeah. So if you know where Niagara Falls is, Buffalo, yeah, we're like an hour east of there. So yeah. So last time, yeah, we went to New Haven the first yeah. day, and God, it took it took a long time because there's not a great way to get there. I saw uh, that once on you get out the highway, you're on stupid routes and stuff. Yeah. New Haven yeah. though, or um, Kingston. This last time it was fucking quick as hell, like three hours and three twenty maybe from us. So that's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was only. It was I like mean, Philly. Minutes, like we're hours. able to do Philly. Depending on the time of day and your your horrible traffic there, yeah. you yeah. can do it in like five. You can you can be in the area around five. Yeah, and then yeah. you you know be looking at the school kill for an hour and a half. Oh yeah, well you'll be sitting there for a while no matter what. Yeah. What? So all right, man. Well, this is well, a lot for uh yeah. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us. Hope yeah. you had a good time. Thanks yes. for the invite. Um, we'll be in hope touch. To, uh, yeah, definitely. Let me know about the spring. I would yeah. love to help book something. For That'd sure, man. Great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, cool. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, Sean. Bye. 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 I want to thank uh, Ashley, Dustin, and Sean again for giving me their time and uh, being good sports about it. It was great uh, talking to those guys. I met them, uh, so they helped set up a show for Pengo back in August. And uh, I might have – I talked to them a little bit maybe. I don't know. I think I met Ashley before that at the Petty Bunko Fest earlier in the summer. Uh, but yeah, then talked to him a bunch when we were in Philly. So yeah, I want to thank him again. I want to thank him again for setting up that show and then uh, yeah, doing the podcast and stuff like that. So what you're hearing in the background here is uh, an excerpt of Lesser Gods, which is the side A of the Heavenly Bodies Tape 1 cassette that they self-released. Uh, looks like it was an edition of 100 not sure if it's still available or not. I'm going to try to play a piece from the other cassette they did, Obscure and Terrible. 
and um, and then we'll finish things off with uh, an excerpt from the White Dwarf LP as well, which was um, that was self-released too, I think. All right, hope you're doing well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is my teeth need attention. Uh, make sure you uh, rate and review us if you want on uh, you know Apple Podcasts and wherever else you listen to this. Mixcloud, I guess. I don't know. You can write me a comment. Go to myteethneeattention.com for more information and links and stuff like that. The uh, Instagram account is linked up there as well. And uh, be on the lookout for the next episode, which is going to be featuring an interview with Emily Robb, also of Philadelphia. All right, thanks again, and uh, enjoy the rest of the set.